Welcome to the We Don't Have a Name for This Podcast Yet podcast, focusing on hot topics relative to the Jewish world and Israel and real-time events happening around both. Hi, I'm Akiva. I'm Fega. Listen, I am seriously pissed off, and let me tell you why I'm pissed off. It requires a background moment. So, hey, why are you so pissed off? What got you so agitated? So, I'll give, I'll give a background moment. Not to get boring at the start, <laughs> but details matter a little bit. When the Biden administration came in, yeah. they were determined and had plenty of reasons to believe, whether you are on the left or right side of the U.S. political spectrum, that everything Trump did was wrong. Orange man bad. Orange man bad. And you can't disagree that he's been one of the most contentious fellows of U.S. politics ever. It's not the point. We don't care. We don't live in America. Not anymore. What we care about is they immediately decided they were going to reverse the situation with Iran, reverse the relationship with Iran, reverse the leaving of the uh, non-working nuclear agreement with Iran. JCPOA, something like that. And so they, before they started negotiating, as an act of good faith, they released a number of sanctions and frozen funds, and basically they handed them $12 billion. Well, more than enough to make a nuclear bomb and help kill more Jews. Which is exactly what we see happening now, two years later. And as a matter of fact, last week... It's announced they're now releasing them another half billion dollars. Wait, seriously? I didn't. Yes. I, I haven't read up on this. Yes. Half a billion dollars. Half, it's just a sanctions move. Something's expiring. They're not renewing, and therefore banks are releasing funds, and they're gaining more money. Now, where's that money going? Have they built up their economy? No. Have they... Um, tried to relieve their own economic sanction situation? I actually think they have because she was recently in Iran a few weeks ago. Well, but yeah, but that's not... She being in Iran is... Yes, they're trying to get around the sanction situation, but they didn't use the money for that. Instead, they it's shipped good. the money to Hezbollah. It's not only going to Hezbollah, but like if, if, if you follow... like. Arab world news reports and people that follow what's going on, which I think, frankly, a lot more people should do because if you don't, you you really missing large part of the picture. Those they have like underground bunkers and tunnels. Like you remember? No, right there. They've been working on how can we attack Israel? How can we overwhelm Israel? But it's not only about Israel. It's how can we attack America and how can we attack all the countries of of the West, Europe as well, and the Arab Gulf. States, the Sunni Arab Gulf states. Which is but, very interesting. You know that today the the ban for Saudis to go to Iran was removed? They're trying to open a new relationship. Because the next follow-up point was, and the Biden administration botched badly the departure from Afghanistan. Botched is not, well, <laughs> not even bot- the right word. Right, and they left behind literally... Perhaps $10 billion worth of equipment. I, I think even more, but yeah. Now, that's annoying. For most people, that's far away. 
It's over the ocean, and the likelihood of that type of thing, if you're in the United States, filtering back to drug cartels or filtering back to the streets is nil. And the United States doesn't have many soldiers on the ground anywhere, with an interesting exception of having almost a 1,000 on the ground in Syria. But that's not what I'm upset about. Okay, that's the first part of it. That put Israel under extra pressure. Okay. Because, yes, Hezbollah's arming up. Iran is loading up rockets and drones in Syria. Not only in Syria, we've got them. Iran's handing their drones to Ukraine. Well, that, that's a different problem. That doesn't. And, it, it doesn't affect us directly. It affects that Iran is gaining more skill and more money. In what well, one thing I will say is the, that you've left out is Iran has been building up on the Jordanian border as well, like the border of Syria and that Jordan. I, okay. and their, their drug, well, right. their so drug cartels and missile stuff. It's like, it's like if you're in Israel, you say, oh, we know that there's 150,000 missiles, okay, sitting on on the Lebanese-Israeli right, border. That's the that, now that's happening on our Jordanian border as well. Because that's one of the. That's one of Iran's approaches to this whole thing is, hey, Israel got the Iron Dome, so we're going to overwhelm it, right? If 10,000 missiles come flying in, you're not going to successfully shoot them down. It's okay. just too many. But that's not the problem, okay? That is the primary factor, but mm-hmm. it's not the problem. Now, a new government came in power in Israel. I don't remember, what is it, six months now? Four months? <laughs> We can't even. even We can't even keep track. We change governments too often. It's it's too, uh, whatever. It's too too many news cycles every day on all of this. And we unusually had a left wing ish government. We haven't had that for about fifteen years. And they came in and they made over their two year period a number of relatively strong left-wing changes to government policy. Nothing wrong with that. They won the election. They formed an unlikely but functioning coalition. They changed budget priorities. They changed education priorities. They changed some military defense priorities. They changed some cultural priorities. And that's what happens in Israel when the government comes in. 100%. You don't agree with it? That's fine. You get ready for the next election. Okay, but what are you so pissed off about? Come on, get to the point, dude. Okay, so our new government came in, and they started to do the same thing. It's a right-wing government now. So they changed some of the educational policies back. They made some cultural, religious adjustments, and they decided that they were going to tackle the major uh, just justice system, court system issue, which is a major outstanding issue in Israel. Whether you agree with it or not, it is a very unusual setup. Okay. And the left-wing leaning people with a fair amount of non-governmental organization and foreign funding have gone nuts. Yes. They are holding... uh, Major protests, riots, street blocking, that's problem one. And the police have been taking a very light hand with it, which is good in the beginning, but as it continues and that disruption occurs, that's having a major effect. And then it ramped up. Then businesses, particularly in the startup area, which is one of Israel's major strengths, 
started saying, we're going to pull money out of Israel. We may pull offices out of Israel. So I, and then, this is where it gets really ridiculous, and then certain reservist groups, reservist pilots, reservist commandos said, we're not going to come in if we're called because we don't agree with the elected government that holds a majority, a 55% majority of the parliament having the right to make changes. It's tyranny. What? It's literally the opposite of tyranny. Instead, we want a non-elected judiciary Somehow that can only I feel like elect itself, out. and that's democracy. Democracy. Yeah, sorry, I just right. had to. Right, And, okay, it, the position was too extreme. It was pushed through too fast. It, there, there was no preparing the public for it. It was done very, very poorly, okay? But those protests are still going on. They tabled the legislation, but the protests are still going on. I know. And our enemies who are dedicated to killing Jews, not Israelis, Jews, they are dedicated to the slaughter of millions of people in Israel. Men, women, children. They're not like, we want to take over the government. We want to rule the country. No, we want to kill the Jews. Wipe we want to, the planet We want the to earth. drive them into the sea. Literally. All of them. On Friday, gave speeches. The leader of each group gave speeches. And do you know what they said? We're sure we can win. We're, okay, fine. Be happy that you are, you're happy and excited to be able to kill people. Because the U.S. pulled out and is a complete strategic failure that no one can rely upon. And because Israel is in chaos. So whether you agree or not with how the justice system is moving, or whether you agree or not with the 55% majority government and some of its positions and whether some of its members are extremists or not by taking that type of action as opposed to following the normal democratic procedures of the country go oppose and then prepare for the next election because it's not going to be very long but let me be very Jewish for, um, for a moment do we really want democracy? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. We're, we're, I'm sorry. That's a, that's a different. I know it's a different discussion. That's a different but it discussion. But it just it has to. It just it. It makes me feel like it has to be thrown in there because you sometimes you that's just not, have to find find just in situations. My point. my point is here is how things are working, and in the midst of that, you literally are putting our lives on the line and pushing it even farther. You're literally burning down the country, putting everyone's lives at risk. So what happened? What, what really set me off? Something seemingly obscure. On Saturday, on, Sh on Shabbos Kodesh, Moody's Investment Corporation. Now, Moody's is the company that rates what are called bonds. 
When, okay. when countries go out and say, I want to borrow $10 billion to fund their deficit, they look at companies like Moody's who evaluate those countries, and by the rating Moody's gives, the bonds get a risk level. And the risk level is how much interest you pay on the bonds. Interest rates are already up worldwide because of the various economic conditions and the various central government positions and, and so forth. They're all trying to push down inflation. And in the midst of that, Moody's dropped Israel's rating to stable from preferred because, and they wrote specifically, of the political chaos in Israel. Because of the left-wing losing power and their craving to get it back, or their fear of losing it because of the demographic trends of Israel, because the right-wing, frankly, has the religious component, and the religious component has twice the birth rate of the non-religious component in Israel. Because of that, they are literally burning our security deterrence down around us. Are they aware they are doing this? That's a big question. No! You literally see the crowds of young people, a lot of high-tech workers, thank God, and a lot of other professional workers. It's all you know, driven out of Tel Aviv, marching down the street, screaming, as you said, go ahead. Democratia! Sorry. Yeah, no, they're screaming <laughs> democracy, 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 by having an unelected court that reappoints itself. I can't make any sense out of that, but that's what's going on. And they believe the elected government, by making policy changes, which every government that comes along does, every couple of years, is fascist. And it makes no sense, and, and they're being driven that way. The media's driving it, and they're winning. Right? Great. They're stopping those changes, and they've convinced our enemies we're weak, we're ready to fall from internal division, and they're going to kill us because of it, and they just hurt our economy in a big way. When Israel goes... You're saying basically our our enemies, and I feel the same way too, they see an opportunity here. Okay? And uh, and sadly, since the beginning of the year, maybe... even before we've lost what 18 lives more, and we keep losing. There it was just a terror attack, even on Pesach. And there's something to be said, to be noticed that it's siblings, it's siblings that keep Rahmanzan getting killed. Okay, two sisters, two brothers. To, it's, you know, horrible. It, it, it's horrible. It's, it's, it's more than horrible. It's horrendous. It's horrifying. It causes PTSD. And and you're and right. Destroys families, and, and, and destroys families and destroys the country. And it feels to me like the only way we unite is when something horrible happens. But why do we have to drive ourselves to the point that something horrible not, has to in happen? In this case, it's not just something horrible will happen. We're doing it to ourselves. And that is why I am so pissed off and somebody's got to shake some people awake and say, listen, the actions you've taken, this is a major hit to the economy. It won't get re-rated for at least a year. This is going to cost the the Israeli government may lose 1% of their budget. Okay, army, you've got to cut down on defense expenditures in the midst of the greatest threat we've had in the last 30 years. And as as someone who is a health advocate, uh, I, I 
you know, that also hurts the health of our country, uh, well, especially I mean, at the time. Any, any hit to the budget is a major hit, especially with world economic times being difficult, major job layoffs, especially in the high-tech sector, although it hasn't been too bad in Israel. And yes, there's sectors of the Israel, of Israel's economy. Health is being a major one. You are a major health advocate for a particular condition. I literally had gallbladder surgery one week ago. I spent several weeks across a couple different hospitals getting this dealt with. Listen, the system needs a lot of help, okay? But even if it didn't, we are putting our lives at risk. There's time to step back and say, listen, the system here, as crazy as it is, has worked. Then what do you think should be done? What persuasion, let me be very Scott Adams on you, what persuasion does the right need to be using to change this? Because, listen, I know that there's a Hafganat, there's a, there's a protest called uh, being arranged. I think this week, Motzei Shabbos, it's called the protest of one million. For well, the first, the, first, the first part is, as much as the left wing has been doing protests, the right wing needs to do protests, so the media has no choice but to report, yes, the numbers are equal, but the second but the part... Thing, but the thing is, regarding right-wing protests, the right has severe trauma from protesting in Israel. Okay, Every time the right-wing protests, it's people get broken bones and hurt, and they bring out the, the, the Yassam police. I mean, they treat the, the, the right in a very negative way. And so people would rather sit at home and suffer quietly than come out and protest, really. Because well, in, in this if case, you're watching these leftist protests, it, not until very recently, and, e, and even then, the, the police didn't bring out the, in Hebrew it's called the maktazit boash, the one that sprays like sewage water that makes you stink like a skunk yeah. for like a month, okay? They didn't bring those out. They didn't get nasty to the to the protesters in Tel Aviv or in Jerusalem annoying people at four o'clock in the morning or whatever okay the, the police are have a say in this as well and it, even though Ben Gvir has been trying to make a lot of changes and policy changes to change things for the better he's not been successful and he's even being shot down by the AG which is beyond ridiculous that she's saying and telling him what he can and can't do regarding policy to an elected official as, as if she's the minister herself. But the right won't come out and protest if it's going to be so negative. They're not going to do it. They'd rather sit home and suffer and bleed and die than, than get well, hurt again. Look at, sit, look sit at the protests from Gush Katif, from Mamona, for, for the Nargvot. They come with clubs, okay? The left, the police and the left, they come with their clubs and they beat the right to death and the right's like okay fine we disagree it hurts it, we'd rather suffer and so to speak commit suicide than, than have to do with this it's too much we can't handle it it traumatizes us also another thing to note regarding the right protest not coming out to protest a lot of the rightists have children you need babysitters well the, fir the first part of it is uh it's time to get. It's time to speak up, whether that's social media, or podcast like we're making, or step out in the street. That's the first part is, is to speak up. The second is to note that hey, to shout loudly, look at what you are doing. This is destabilizing the situation. It's creating an impression of 
weakness. And an impression of weakness, much of our defense on against terror, much of our defense against our enemies is not so much reality, but an impression of strength. Not that there's no strength. There's plenty of strength. It's projection. It's projection but of power. It doesn't. It, it doesn't mean that you don't get attacked anyway. Okay. But if you have an impression of strength, then people fear you. They and fear you, and they're not going to do anything without taking a great loss. That's all I've got. Thank you. Thank you for joining. I.